This episode is produced in partnership with American Express. When I first won the Dolly model competition, I was like, really? Have they got the right person? <laughs> like, okay, I'll go with it. That's cool. Maybe they're going to like say to me tomorrow, sorry, you made a mistake, wrong person. <laughs> I knew that from a very young age, I knew that health and the whole mind-body-spirit connection was something that resonated so deeply with me. I just didn't know how it would evolve from the modeling to that and I trusted the process and I never thought the modeling would last as long as it did and I was yeah. always like I'll really appreciate it while it's here because it might be gone tomorrow. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work then we rest but rarely we play and often don't realize there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfillment along the way. Welcome back, beautiful people. I am so excited about this week's guest. I know I say that every single week, but this one is truly still blowing my mind. I don't think there are many people in Australia, or anywhere for that matter, who haven't heard of the stunningly beautiful Miranda Kerr, and it's an absolute honour to have her join us on the show from her home in LA. While she grew up in a small country town as a bit of a self-professed tomboy, Miranda started her modelling career at 13 when she won the Dolly Magazine Model Search in 1997 and quickly rose to prominence, becoming a Victoria's Secret Angel in 2007 as the first Aussie to earn her wings, among many other career highlights that are too many to list here. In 2009, she stepped into her entrepreneurial shoes, founding Cora Organics, blazing a trail for over a decade now in natural beauty, as well as having three beautiful children. You've probably noticed I'm a long-time customer of Cora with many favourites among the certified organic face and body care range. You'll get a complete rundown of how Miranda keeps her skin so stunningly beautiful in the episode and also hear about one of the key ingredients of the range, noni extract, whose juices and oils Miranda has been using since childhood. I was very lucky to get an early sample of the Noni Bright Vitamin C Serum, big fan of serums, which I've been using for months now, but I'm delighted to share that Cora Organics has also launched its powerful nighttime equivalent, Noni Night AHA Resurfacing Serum, just last week that you will hear all about in the show. I'll let Miranda tell you the rest in more detail, but I hope you enjoy. Oh my goodness, Miranda. Thank you so, so much for joining the show. This is a dream. Aw, thanks for having me. I love <laughs> your program and I and I especially love the name. Seize the yay. <laughs> so before we kick off, I love to start asking everyone what the most down-to-earth thing is about them because I think people's stories and the messages that they have is so much more impactful when you can relate to them. And I mean, you were a Victoria's Secret Angel of all things. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's important sometimes to cut through the glossy surface that the media can create and that, you know, sometimes even if we're not trying to portray a particular version of ourselves, the real relatable stuff doesn't get to come out that much. So what's something really down to earth about you? Oh, man, um, it's a very good question. I really like to keep it real and I'm someone who I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything unless I would 
give it a go myself. That's a and great so, one. Yeah, I'm like happy to get in there and do the hard yards and get whatever we need to get done. And it's, you know, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have a wonderful team, Acora Organics, but they know I'm happy to get in there and do everything from like tying ribbons and packaging to, you know, <laughs> obviously I'm involved on every day running of the company. I mean, every every aspect of the business I'm involved in. Um but I'm, I'm happy to get dirty and do whatever <laughs> to get done. I think that is one of the things with running a business is the part that the world sees and the customer sees is like the very polished, beautiful end result. But they don't often realize just how many, you know, paper cuts you get from opening boxes and like just yeah. all, all the stuff that happens behind the scenes, even rubbish management and all of the stuff that you have to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just getting the event ready the other night, we had the launch of our new products, the Noni Night AHA Resurfacing Serum. Okay, I'm so sorry about that noise. Did you hear that? I did, but that's fine. (laughs) I don't know how to turn that off because this is not my computer. So wait, let me see if this works. Headphones. Yeah, no, I don't know how to do that. Oh, good. That's fine. We we get lots of ambient noises. I think it adds to the character. Hey guys, you may or may not actually notice the sound. It's just a very slight rustle from Miranda's microphone, but it mostly behaves itself. So hopefully it doesn't bother you too much. Yeah, no, I mean, I grew up in a little country town in Australia and I'm happy to get in there and I don't know, I think it's important to get in and get whatever needs to get done and not like be above anything. Oh, absolutely. And I think that is a beautiful way to lead into the first segment of the podcast, which is called Way TA. And that's pretty much the story from the very beginning of every little step that it took to get to where you are. Because I think we often enter into people's lives in the public eye at the the sort of overnight success, but 10 years in the making and never really go back to remind everyone that most people lose direction along the way. And they start in from very humble beginnings. And it's not the easy ride that it sometimes looks like. So take us back to very young Miranda. And as you mentioned, New South Wales country girl from Gunnada. What were you like as a child and what did you think you wanted to be before you even considered modelling? Like, Was that something that you aimed for or I know you went into nutrition and health psychology studies before, you know, kind of alongside that. What did you think was your dream pathway well from a young girl I was always quite a tomboy and I was a very free-spirited happy young little girl my mum always called me giggling Gert so that meant I was always laughing and giggling speaking about the tomboy side I was always up in the tree one time I climbed so far up the, this willow tree that my dad had to get a ladder and get me down because I was fine to climb all the way up but I was actually didn't realize I was scared of heights. So I got all the way to the top of the tree and I was like, oh, how am I going to get down now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I used to go to work with my dad because he was a builder. I'd have my own little tool belt and go to work with my dad. Stop it. Um, And I loved, (laughs) as I said, I loved getting in and getting my hands dirty. I had no no problem doing that. And then also when I was a little girl, I also used to help my mum as soon as she I can't remember how old I was but I remember she would do the ironing and so she'd have a big basket of ironing and she'd be there pressing it and I remember oh, I can't wait till I'm old enough that she lets me do the ironing oh and it gosh. was one of my favorite things to do like do the ironing which is so funny even still to this day I'm like crazy about like ironing my clothes and things like 
I was just about to ask, did you ever ever grow out of that or obviously not? (laughs) No, I didn't grow out of it. I still really like ironing and um, I do really like cleaning as well. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. I guess that's (laughs) part of my character ever since I was a little girl. Yeah, but I felt like very, there was never a dull moment in my life. I always felt that that sense of wonder and that sense of feeling very inspired by nature like putting my feet in the grass like climbing the trees you know having a picnic outside in nature watching the stars at night um picking flowers you know for my grandma or my mom making mud cakes actually oh Um, wow like just pretending the pretend mud cakes and then my grandma (laughs) taught me how to bake real like chocolate mud cake but I used to do a pretend one outside in the actual mud. I would ride motorbikes, ride horses, um, play dress-ups in my grandma's big box of clothes. My grandma was the one who taught me about health and wellness from a young age. Um, we had My grandfather had an organic vegetable patch out the back. Oh, my gosh. And childhood. Yeah, and so she she would say, come on, let's go and get the veggies and we'd go and pick the vegetables from the garden and then she would teach me how to cook. Um, she's an incredible cook and there was always a welcome door policy. There was people always stopping to my grandma's house either for breakfast, lunch or dinner and they would sit on along this long bench and she was always cooking and serving food for everyone, almost like a restaurant. It's just kind of funny now I look back. Um, but she did it with a sense of style. She always had like the most chic little heel on with like her skirt tailored exactly like below her knee. And she had a friend that was a tailor that would tailor all her clothes. And what she, a legend. She was so effortlessly stylish. She has bright blue eyes and she would wear like very minimal makeup, but she would always look very put together. And she said to me from a young age, she's like, if you can't be presentable and take care of yourself, how do people ever expect that you will ever take care, you know, if you're ever going to applying for a job or whatnot, how do they think that you'll take care of their stuff or whatever it is that you're doing? Like, So she always in, kind of instilled in me, one, that health is wealth, you know, from the eating, you know, healthy and, and organic perspective. And also the fact that taking care of yourself is important and she used to say like cleanliness is next to godliness and all of that so. oh she sounds exactly like my grandmother in that regard yeah. at least <laughs> yes so I learned a lot from her and, and I learned a lot from my parents in regards to work ethic because they're both really have a very strong work ethic and my mum's always said if you're going to do something do it properly or don't do it at all <laughs> um, and Amazing she also advice. was the one that said to me let your little light shine so shine oh. your light meaning like your heart shine that and let it shine in the world and follow your passion and what you feel resonates with you and and health and wellness has been something that's resonated with me for a very long time and I started Cora Organics over 10 years ago and it was my grandmother actually when I was 13 that introduced me to Noni Juice which is the key ingredient across, it's in every single one of our Cora Organics products along with other powerful ingredients which I'm sure we'll talk about later that work synergistically to really give your, give you the, you know, the results you need for your skin. So she was the one that introduced me to Noni um, when I was 13 and 
I would drink it every day. She'd give me my little shot of Noni. And then I would apply it to my skin if I ever had a breakout or if I ever had any sunburn. It was super soothing for my skin. And yeah, and I, it's now that's why I have it as the uh, key ingredient across the range because it has over 100 vitamins and minerals. And it's full of antioxidants. And it's really working for for people's skin, putting the, the, the nutrients in. I love that so much. I think so much of what we end up coming back to and what we end up finding our passion in often has such deep roots in our childhoods and things that we've actually mm-hmm. known all along. And it's so beautiful that even though you did start off in nutrition and then go and have this just stellar, incredible international modeling career that you still came back eventually to those grounding things that, you know, obviously your childhood set you up for, including the noni oil. I always wondered, and when I was researching for this episode, I wondered how you had discovered it and reading that it was your grandmother, then Anne Kerr, her name comes up all the time. I was like, what an amazing woman. She just sounds like she's instilled such good principles for life and uh, growth and development and looking after yourself in you that have obviously carried you well throughout all your careers and it's congratulations as well that it was your 10th anniversary of Cora last year a huge huge amazing achievement Thank you. yeah yeah because you know that I started Cora it was I was talking to a friend of mine in Australia oh, I don't know like many years ago over 10 years ago now so because it was a few years in the making to get the company set up and whatnot and I was like I'm at the time I was like concerned about eating organic and I said but what we're putting on our skin like we should be concerned about that as well because it gets absorbed into our bloodstream so sure it's one thing to be healthy on what we're eating but what about what we're putting on our skin Mm. and um you know at the time I was using natural products but they weren't I couldn't find anything that was certified organic and she said well I have a friend who makes certified organic essential oils I'll connect you with her and then she connected me with her and then that lady introduced me to some of the best organic chemists in the world which we still work with to this day and that's when I started the conversation with them and I decided to invest my money into creating products that I personally wanted and wasn't able to find and I took that leap of faith because I just felt it inside of me that this was something I was super excited about like just even to have for myself, like yeah. products that are, I'm putting on my skin, right? And they're healthy for me, but they're results driven. So they, they, they're not just like sitting on the top of my skin. They're actively working to give me the results I need. And they're super powerful ingredients. And I really, I couldn't believe at the time that there are so many products out there that contains so many chemicals and so many unnecessary ingredients as like fillers and whatnot. And I was like, why Why are people doing that? And I read this book called The Chemical Maze um, and it talks about all products, like from products that are pre-packaged, like packaged goods, um, different numbers, what the different numbers mean, also like what sodium lauryl sulfate means, mm. and what like all everything that you see written on the back of like either you know any household cleaning products, hair products, face products, whatever it is, you can read. You know, basically it shows you in little blurb like is it carcinogenic or not? Is it that bad for you? Blah blah blah. I was horrified when I saw the amount that I was putting on my skin, just assuming that. It would be safe, but not even questioning or educating myself. And that's what I'm excited about now 
actually 10 years later, people are now only starting to, um, like the general population is starting to get more and more receptive and open to the idea of organics and their learning mm. what's in, in certain products and they're making an educated choice. And that's all I think everyone should do is make an educated choice of what works best for them. For me, it was a no-brainer. If I could use certified organic products and get the same results, if not better results, then why wouldn't I? Like, it made no sense because there were so many things out there that I couldn't control, like the pollution, but this is something I can control. I can control what I put on my skin and I can make a, a choice there. Uh, I can control what I put in my mouth and it's not always 100% healthy, um, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I try my best to try to be like 80% healthy and organic and 20% indulgent. I think um, um, it's such a two important things come out of that, which is that sometimes the best ideas and biggest pivots in your life come from you finding a gap for yourself and just being unable to find something. But also that it takes people who are willing to close that gap earlier than the rest of the world is ready for because 10 years ago we didn't really think of our skin as an organ. You know, health and wellness wasn't anywhere near what it is today and you must have been so early at you know so much at the forefront of what you were doing that now for sure 10 years down the track it's it's a much easier education piece because people are aware of parabens and sulfates and stuff like that but I, I can't imagine 10 years ago <laughs> yeah for me I was like why wouldn't people want to do you know what I mean I had no idea but it was interesting because it worked out really well because it gave me the opportunity to grow my business slowly in Australia you know we're in uh, over 300 stores in Australia and then continue to grow my career like at the same time so it's almost like in the beginning Cora was like a passion of mine a hobby of mine I got mm -hmm. a great team in Australia to work with me on it I made all of the you know the top line decisions when it came from everything from marketing to what writing what's on the back of the packages to product development like that was all me but I was able to manage it with you know a wonderful team that I have working with me and then when Sephora approached me or uh, America approached me. They did approach me a few times along the way, but when they really came knocking hard on the door and were like, look, we really need, like, this is the time. Like, we've got to get you in the doors at Sephora. And I was like, oh, it's scary, you know. <laughs> um, if you insist. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, it was scary because, you know, we have to buy or, like, so they'd project a certain amount of numbers that you'll sell. And then what, what I have to do is buy all of the product, like all of the raw ingredients up front. Um, and we have to, so that's like a, like when you've put all your money into something, you know, and you're taking a big leap of faith, just hope that people will actually buy it, you know, mm -hmm. and they will actually understand it and they, and they will do their research and, and they, and they will, uh, come back for more. And that's the exciting part is. As soon as people get their hands on Cora Organics, they always come back for more. And we've seen that with our internet sales because that way we can track it. Um, they just keep coming back for more and buying the same product and another new one and the same product and another <laughs> new one because they're getting the results that they need, you know, and they're doing it in a way that's healthy for them, that's healthy for their family. Like our products, they can be used on your whole family, the body wash, the body lotion, the oils, the balms. 
they're really great for, for the whole family. Gosh, it's such an extensive range. And I definitely want to dive more into particularly the new product and how you formulate and how you decide and, you know, that it's time for a new product and you guys are just releasing so many new ones all the time. It's amazing. But just before we dive deeper into the Cora journey, I think one of the really important things to remind people of as well is that even if you might have, you know, one big jump into a career that's scary and exciting and a huge pathway, you can then have other steps. And I think, you know, in your modeling career, I'm not sure if how early Cora came into the mix, but I don't think we always need to know necessarily what the next step is. And it's so cool that you are now in a whole different career that is completely unrelated to the first career, but also had an amazing first career as well. And people tend to think they need to make decisions for their career that are forever. But I love the idea of reminding people that at any time you can pivot and you never necessarily know when that's going to happen. You might have thought at one point that your modeling career was your dream career, but now you've fallen into this whole other world that's got a whole other, you know, story and learning curve and whole, a whole new personality for you to step into. So just quickly going back to, to modeling, yes. when you were in that, was that your dream career? Did you ever think that it was going to be a stepping stone to something else or was that kind of the totality of what you wanted to do was that oh no I mean it was interesting for me like when I first won the dolly model competition I was like really have they got the right person (laughs) like okay I'll go with it that's cool maybe they're gonna like say to me tomorrow sorry you made a mistake wrong person no (laughs) um I never I actually never felt like I always even when I was on a photo shoot and I'm like young I'm like they're just telling me that I look beautiful because they, you know, they want me to look good in the photo or something. Like I never actually believed it. Wow. And I was always thinking, oh, okay, this will be my last job and this will be my last job and this will be my last job. And Oh, really? They think I'm, you know, good enough to be that? Wow, that's cool. And I never actually dreamed of the, the career that I had because I just was like, like I, I, I embraced it while I was in it and I enjoyed every moment and I especially enjoyed like the travel. But I never, I never like had a burning desire to like be a model as, because I never really felt like I was like that you know, person. I never felt like, like, I, I mean, I was always just like, okay, well, it's a great way to travel and meet people. And I, I was never like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. And, no and then way. I was, and I, and so when, there were so many um, points along my career where I was, I mean, I said to my dad, like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. At the time I was living in Paris and I said to my dad, like, you know, it's crazy. I'm working here and there and I was working six days a week in two different countries a week. And I was like, but I just, I really want to be doing something more fulfilling. Like I want to be making a difference to people's lives. And he's like, Miranda, like every day you're making a difference by through the people you talk to, like the hair and makeup artists, the, mm. the other models, like you're helping them, you know, encouraging them to be more healthy. Because, you know, I'd studied nutrition and health and, and I'm very, have been so passionate about that from a very young age. And so I was like, you know, I want to be doing more of that. But I knew that I had to embrace these opportunities because there was no other place that I knew of that I'd be able to have these opportunities like there was no other career choice that was going to enable me to travel and meet these you know interesting creative people and also you know save a lot of money so that then I could start my own business I knew that like from very young age I knew that health and the whole like mind body spirit connection was something that resonated so deeply with me I just didn't know 
how it would evolve from the modeling to that. And I trusted the process. And I never thought the modeling would last as long as it did. And every day, like, even even when I did, you know, Italian Vogue with Steve and Mizell, I was like, well, you know, they're probably, I never, like, was like, oh, I've made it. You know, I never felt like, or even when I was doing the Victoria's Secret runway, I never felt like, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to say, um, like, even as the whole thing about, you know, doing Italian Vogue with Steve and Mizell, I was like, Maybe they'll go home and they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to print those pictures. You know, like I, I, I always was like, I never felt, I never let myself get carried away with it, if you know what I mean. I was yeah. always like, I'll really appreciate it while it's here because it might be gone tomorrow. Beautiful people, just a quick shout out to our major partner in Yay, American Express, for helping me continue to bring these episodes to your ears. As you will have heard before, we are loyal American Express card members for so many reasons, not least because of the many ways they make our transactions seamless no matter where we are in the world. But the best part is that for every dollar you are already spending, American Express makes those dollars work harder for you with their amazing rewards program. Whether it's shopping, dining, our favorite being travel or even entertainment there's a reward with your name on it so find your yay with australia's most rewarding rewards and head to the amex website in the show notes to find out more i think that's such a great attitude to have and so so interesting to hear that from the outside it looked like you know you have no idea that you had those kind of worries or those kind of thoughts Mm -hmm. going through your head it just looked like you'd aim to be there and you were you know, living this incredible life and this incredible career. But I love hearing and I think it will be so useful for others to hear that you did have this like deeper passion and deeper purpose that was just waiting to be ready for you to evolve into and and nothing's ever linear. And even with the modeling, I remember there were um, points in my career where basically there, you know, I wasn't working as much as I was in other points in my career. So it was like from one job to another, like there was like, well, I get another job or, you Mm. know, then it got to a point where I was like very, very busy. But, you know, before that there were so many castings that I went to and I didn't, I got rejected by, and that was fine, you know, and you couldn't take it personally because the client might be looking for a different, something different, you know, different, like whatever it might be specific thing whatever they're looking for it just wasn't you and you couldn't take that personally so yeah. you um, must have grown the thicker me, skin <laughs> yeah you have to you had to grow definitely thick skin and um luckily I didn't take it personally and I was like okay because I kind of had that take it or leave it kind of personality I'm like oh well if they don't want me then not meant to be kind of thing yeah so just to indulge myself before we move on any further (laughs) you were the first Australian Victoria's Secret Angel which is absolutely incredible and I have pretty much watched every show you've ever walked it was the most amazing costumes the wings like just so fabulous what does that feel like what is the show like are the wings heavy are you actually worried if you're going to trip over like what's going through your mind is it as amazing as it looks and as theatrical and fun or is it just like I remember I remember you know I remember going to the casting to be you know doing like catalog for Victoria's Secret they didn't take me the first time I went to the casting it wasn't like oh yeah we found you and boom you're an angel like they didn't even I didn't (laughs) even work with them after they first met me then I started working with them on the pink line and then from the pink line I started doing more work 
uh, with them on, you know, the other range, other like parts of their uh, company. And then they had said, oh, they want you on the swim trip. And that was a really big thing to have me on the swim trip because at the time they mostly just had their angels going on the swim trip. And so (laughs) I went on the swim trip and I remember seeing Adriana Lima and Carolina Korkova there going, wow, these girls are just like so beautiful. Uh, And then I met Giselle and I was like, whoa. (laughs) You're just a little Canada girl like, like, hey. What am I doing here? Like why have they got me here? I'm so like I felt like I wasn't meant to be there. I was like, oh, they've made a mistake again, you know. (laughs) Um, And I was so blown away with their their beauty and their confidence and I was like, oh, dear, wow, how am I going to, what's going to happen when it's my turn to shoot in front of the same photographer and he's been working with these girls? Like what am I going to do? But I just got out there and I did it. And um, same thing with the show when they, when I went for the casting for the show and then I finally got the show, I had so much like fun with it because I thought to myself, and at the time I was like, oh, I should have worked out more or I should have (laughs) done more of this or more of that. And at the time, like, you know, I didn't even sleep well before the show because you want to be well rested, but it's hard to sleep because you're excited about it and you don't know what's coming and you've seen what it's like in the past, you know, and so there's all this kind of energy around it. And so I remember, you know, my first show and I was like, okay, I'm just going to breathe. Like right before I walked out, there was so much commotion going on backstage. I'm like, I'm just going to breathe and make a choice to be in this moment because this is something that I might as well enjoy while I'm up here and try and relax, enjoy Mm. the music and have fun with it. And like, not take myself so seriously and I think that might have been what people resonated with because when I came out and there were young girls in the crowd and they were like screaming and like like ooh, and like I just felt like one of them you know like yeah, I was yeah. one of them more so than one of the models in the background you know like, <laughs> yeah you I looked like know. you were having such a fun time and that's why I was like was it actually that fun but also are you are, like are your costumes heavy like are, are you worried that- some of them are some of the wings I had were heavy some of them weren't it all depended uh one time my shoe fell off <laughs> which, you know, isn't Suboptimal. Ideal, you just keep going, you know, the show must go on. Absolutely. And what about just throughout your whole career? I mean, I can't. I tried to list the highlights in the bio. I was like, this is just going too long because there's just been so many cool things. What would you say have been like the most surreal and exciting moments of that chapter, but then also the most unexpected kind of nitty-gritty moments along the way? Um, well, I would say, so it was interesting for me because I started as a model that was, was more, I was more commercial, um, doing like, you know, television commercials, catalogs, whatnot. And to go from that to then doing Victoria's Secret was like, that was already a big enough jump. And then from that going to do high fashion, like that wasn't even really heard of either because it's normally like you have the high fashion models and they sometimes come over and do catalogs, but the catalog girls, they don't normally go to do high fashion like that's mm. how it was when like you're either like a cool girl like Kate Moss or <laughs> you know you're a cheesy girl like me like you know not cheesy but like yeah I'll smile and you know do all the jumping around and be the catalog kind Let, of less sultry <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't necessarily I mean I don't know if it was sultry or serious or what it was I, I it was just incredible to do for me when I made the jump and 
I started working with Willie Vanderpeer, uh, who was like quite editorial, like focused, working with Stephen Mizell, you know, Peter Lindbergh, um, Patrick de Marchelier, like all these incredible. Yeah, that's just going right over my head, (laughs) but I'm sure they're they're important people. (laughs) From, you know, every magazine uh, and doing the cover of Italian Vogue was like the highlight of my career. And yeah, and I just, I was so happy to have that experience and and working with Stephen Mizell on other, um, like other projects as well. Like I remember it was, I think it was a Prada campaign. Um, Stephen Mizell had done a casting and He's such an interesting guy because it wasn't about just about like casting someone that looked good. He wanted like a personality. So for the casting, he had people come up on stage and sing whatever song they no yeah was like (laughs) a representative of them. And so I got up and started singing "Fever," you know, by I think it's by Peggy Lee or something. And that's amazing. I I had the best time. And then he cast me to do to be part of the the Prada campaign and I really like I just loved it oh gosh that must have felt so surreal seeing yourself come out in these huge campaigns and on the cover of Vogue just being like hi what (laughs) yeah it was that was um especially because as I said it didn't normally happen that way yeah What about the unexpected, less glamorous sides to what looks from the outside very well, polished? Okay, so I would work, as I said, like at the at the height of my career, I was working six to seven days a week, mostly seven days a week, and um, traveling two to three countries a week and doing it all, most of it, in economy. And I would fly, you know, all the way from New York to Australia Oh, and gosh. get off a plane and literally go straight to a photo shoot, not even have time to go and have a shower at the hotel, go straight to a photo shoot because <laughs> of the time difference and whatnot, and then baby wipe shower. Finish, <laughs> you know, finish that photo shoot and get back on a plane and go straight back to another photo shoot on the other end because my schedule was booked back to back. So it was it was very interesting. Um, and then things obviously changed and becoming a BS angel and whatnot. I was like, well, now I'm bumped up to business class. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. So would you say that your step into business and the development of Cora was because of, I mean, you would have just not had much choice on how much product was going on your face for these shoots and with all the travel that well, we I mean, were doing. I've been exposed to almost pretty much every product that's out there and how it feels on your skin and how it sits underneath makeup. I've been in the industry for 23, coming up to 24 years, so that's pretty insane. Wow. And what led you, what was the moment where you thought, I'm just going to do this, I'm just going to give it a name, I'm going to incorporate a company and we're going to find you know, people to work with and make the products come to life? I mean, it was it was first like a conversation with my friend and then I was speaking to the labs and then it was saying, let's see if we can, you know, create some amazing products that are certified organic that also from day one they were all filtered through rose quartz to bring a little bit of magic and the vibration of love into the products. Oh, so um, beautiful. Because I know like everyday people like they have their routine with their skincare and I wanted it to be a little bit more than just their routine that they're using to get great results on their skin. I wanted to have that love, that nurturing experience, which is why all the products are filtered through rose quartz in the manufacturing process. And then we have like our standard operating procedures, which means that the rose quartz has, has to come out 
of the big vat all that it touches on and has to come wow. out once a week to be cleansed with salt water and then energized through the sun and the moon and then put back in there so that all the products have that energy to them as well as them working really well for your skin. And yeah. how have you found the transition from like once you started and it was a side project but then started to grow bigger and bigger and eventually you've made the big jump to be CEO full time and make this your project but also have become a mother along the way and like you were mentioning your Vogue covers, you also were the first pregnant model for Vogue and and I imagine that changed your relationship to modelling as well. What was that process of shifting from one one big chapter to the other and how did you kind of decide when you were going to really jump? Okay, so basically the modeling career was so incredible for me to be able to save and I just constantly was like saving, 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 saving and I was just working, working, working so there was not really much time to spend money anyway because I was just working and saving money (laughs) and then I had the idea to create Cora. I worked with the labs, the products went back and forth for a couple of years until I got a rank, you know, like cleanse, mist, moisturize, like a basis of what I wanted to um, have for myself, some body products, body wash, body lotion. And then we launched in Australia. And then, as I said, it was basically my, I got a good little team together in Australia and it was my passion project up until we launched into America like two and a half, almost three years ago now into Sephora. And then in those last two and a half, three years, we're now in 30 countries so the fact that I like I made that decision to invest more of my time and money because obviously from day one it was you know my idea my concept I worked directly on every aspect of the business but I had a great team with me in Australia that helped me run the business day to day when I decided to launch here I had to do all of that process again but here so now I have a team here that I work with on a daily basis and I dedicate my time to I live and breathe Cora every day as well as be a mother and I have a wonderful mm. um, team and I always say there's no I in team. We all do it together and mm. I feel so grateful for, for them and their support and I couldn't do it without them and they know that my priority is my family, my husband and my kids and they know that I can get a lot done working from home even though my office is very close by. Right now with the two little ones, you know, I'm got a I'm home to breastfeed and I'm I know. Congratulations on Miles. Thank your you. new yeah. new little arrival. Yeah, so Miles is he's uh, almost four months now. Oh, and wow. then Hart is twenty one months. And so the two of them are very close and I just can imagine they're gonna be so close and they're very, very sweet, sweet boys. And then I have Flynn, who's nine, who's also my my little baby. (laughs) So it's a balance between work and family and and following my passions with my work and um, spending time with my kids because that's, you know, the most rewarding thing to me. Mm. And trying to, you know, get these products out there so that people can have like a super effective healthy product that they're putting on themselves, they're using on their family 
that are giving them the results that they need for their skins. Like, yeah. I feel really proud of that. Oh, you should be. And for anything to be around for 10 years in this day and age means that the products must speak for themselves. So just quickly before we move on to the next section, which you've kind of introduced very nicely with the, the idea of balance, what does Cora mean? How did you choose the name? And also why are you so excited about the brand new product which came out yesterday, yeah. the Noni Night AHA Resurfacing Serum? Okay, so Cora, when I was coming up with a name, I wanted a product that, I mean, I wanted a name that would symbolize like mind, body, skin, like the core, like your core self. Mm. And also we have on the back of our products a positive word like love, joy, bliss, a positive word that um, there was a doctor, Dr. Masaru Emoto from Japan who did a lot of studies on the power of our words and that every word has a power and and it changes the molecular structure when he did studies of like water and whatnot. So I wanted to really uplift these products with the energy of positivity and like so there's like bliss and love and joy and mm. on the back of each of the products like different words just to add that vibration. So that kind of adds to the mind part of it as well. Um, and the yeah, just the core self. And then I didn't like core with a C. It was core with a K. And my last name ended with a K. It just felt right I was like yes and then we're able to register it everywhere (laughs) (laughs) well that's the most important thing (laughs) because it's like one thing to be like I want to call it this but then you need to register it and that's a big process too yeah absolutely (laughs) and then how did you develop this new product I am obsessed with serums they're like one of my favorite products and I already use the Noni Bright vitamin C serum as we mentioned but this one's specifically for nighttime so yeah it's also energized with amethyst and rose quartz but um, exactly it is yeah yes. there's lots of other beautiful ingredients so tell us about it so this is a aha resurfacing serum and it contains ahas and bha so the bha is the willow bark extract oh speaking about being a willow did i talk about being a willow like no. how it's important to be flexible in life and be like a willow because a lot of people think that the oak tree is like the strongest tree and like wow but the oak tree in a big storm can break and can be uprooted Whereas a willow tree, because it's so bendy and flexible, you'll rarely see it. It really bends with the with the storm and whatnot. And so I say to my team at Cora that we need to be more like willows and oh, that's bend so beautiful. Be flexible and um, not be so rigid in our thinking, because then that's when people break and like the ideas break, and there's no flexibility and ease and grace in it. So anyway, one of the key ingredients is willow bark. <laughs> ironically, it has been making the biggest difference to my skin. I've been using it every night for the last six months, and it's helped with um, fine lines. It helps with minimizing pores and it really helps with pigmentation. So the combination of this night serum and then I use the Noni Bright in the daytime, it really, really helps me with pigmentation. But this one does even more than that. It helps with minimizing pores and also with the fine lines and wrinkles, which is something that is super important for me right now because I'm about to turn 37. Stop Um, it! Yeah. So, yeah, but my skin, honestly, like, has never been better, and that's because I'm so – I use my routine religiously, and I'm so um, committed to making sure that I I do those steps morning and night, and it really makes a big difference, especially when you have, you know, incredible products that are so full of antioxidants and really putting that nutrition into your skin. So, yeah, so some of the ingredients in the Noni Night Serum – 
the resurfacing are, the, as I was saying, the AHAs and the BHAs. So the BHA, which is beta hydroxy acid, so they, it really helps exfoliate your skin and cleanse your pores. And the AHAs, uh, like we have the lemon peel ferment, which really help with the pigmentation, and that's the alpha hydroxy acids. And it also is very good for anti-aging and whatnot. And we have the natural Sicilian white grapes in there that are rich in lactic and citric acids to like really help with the fine lines and wrinkles. Uh, another really great ingredient is tonka bean ferment, which helps, you know, soothe the skin, increase the glow. It's got like polyphenols in there that provide antioxidant protection helps with environmental aging and whatnot. So it's a very powerful product and something that I suggest you use every single night for two weeks and then text me and let me know or email me or DM me and let me know how your skin <laughs> is because it will blow your mind. Like literally I have my skin and I, you know, I've got three kids. I'm not getting very much sleep. I'm not breastfeeding through the night. I, I'm busy, busy. And this really, really works. And I also, so morning and night, I cleanse, I mist. I use our mist as a toner kind of thing. I cleanse, mist, I do the serum, and then I use the face oil and the moisturizer. And in the daytime, the serum is the vitamin C. In the nighttime is the AHA resurfacing serum. And then at night, the only other thing that I do is use the Nonigoro sleeping mask, which blocks in the moisture, plumps the skin, it has natural hyaluronic acid in there. It doesn't go on your pillow. It just dries as a clear translucent veil so you can sleep in this mask, not look like a weirdo. And um, wake <laughs> I up always in the look like a weirdo skin, anyway. <laughs> your skin is like visibly plumper. And so this routine I'm addicted to. And then every second day I use the turmeric two-in-one exfoliating scrub, which I don't know if you've used. I have that. I love it. I keep it in the shower. It's um, got the peppermint oil in there. It's got the turmeric in there for anti-inflammatory. I use it mostly as a scrub um, and then let it sit because you can use it. It's basically a two-in-one, so it can be a microdermabrasion scrub and then it can also be like a deep cleansing mask that dries like almost like a glam glow mask but the organic version of it. And it's it's like a product that I think everyone should have because it's an at-home facial basically if you've got that turmeric two-in-one scrub and then you use the Noni Glow face oil, that's like you – it's a winner for everyone, man or woman, like it doesn't matter. My husband does that combination and he swears by it and I do it and then I obviously do all the other steps as well. But Amazing. Well, I just yeah. realized, my love, that I have run you into bath time. <laughs> just gas yes, bagging away. bath time for the kids. So I will let you <laughs> run. The, I use the products on them, the body wash and the body lotion. I wash their little hair, the two little ones, with the body wash, then slather them in the body lotion and the body oil. And, you know, the products are, are great for kids too. And I use them throughout my whole pregnancy too. So oh, there you gosh. have it. The body oil is really good to maintain the elasticity of the skin, especially with the growing belly. Well, you are the perfect, stretch perfect, perfect ambassador for the products and how they work. And I absolutely love them so much. And I'm so excited about the night oil I will, or the night serum. I will be putting yes. links in the show notes so that you can all get yours. Uh, they are available as of yesterday uh, in store and online. So I'll pop links in the show notes. And Miranda, thank you so, so much for joining to talk about them with us. You are just such a divine human 
and uh, I'm just so grateful to have had you on the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for spreading the joy in the world. I appreciate it. Everyone everyone does. So, And thanks for having me. Oh, anytime, lovely. Have an amazing bath time and uh, hope thank you're you. singing your yay. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I'll be following Miranda's skincare routine by the letter. I've been using the Noni Night AHA Resurfacing Serum for a week now since it came out and my skin is feeling delightfully smooth and nourished. I'll let you know how it continues to go over the coming weeks and pop up some stories and before and after. And if you'd like to try it yourself, there are links in all the show notes, which I highly recommend that you visit. Due to a few different reasons, including some technical issues with recording across the globe, our chat ran into bath time. So cute. So we didn't get to cover play TA, but Miranda very generously shared her answers afterwards for us anyway. Her way of playing is... Just simple things like spending time with the boys, Evan, Flynn, Hart and Miles in the garden, swimming, pool parties and a barbecue lunch, jumping on the trampoline, art and craft or making slime with Flynn. For some me time, I love to get massages and Reiki treatments or just take a bath after the kids are in bed. As for Miranda's favourite quote, let your light shine. It's something that her mum said to her since she was a young girl, as you will hear in the episode, so holds a very special meaning for her. I'm always so surprised how normal famous people are, and I loved hearing Miranda talk about growing up in Sunny Gunny and her younger self. I hope you guys enjoy seeing this side of people as much as I love being able to bring it to you. If you enjoyed, please help share the yay and tag at Cora Organics and at Miranda Kerr. Our guests love hearing what you enjoyed and took away from the episode. And let us all know if you tried the serum and how it works its magic for you. Hope you're having an amazing day and are seizing your yay.